2020 was probably the most challenging year I think all of us have experienced in our entire lives and our entire career. Now that 2021 is here, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to create actionable goals that are going to create fulfillment and profitability and excite us? I think one of the most top questions that I get asked when it comes to goal setting is where do I start and how do I actually create an action plan to implement my goals and create a reality? My friends, I've created the 2021 quarterly goal setting guide just for you. Now in the show notes, go ahead and download your copy today and fill this out. In our podcast, episode 51, we dive deeper into what it is to what it takes to create goals for 2021. I hope all of you have a successful, prosperous year. Download it today. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, starting out 2021, I have brought you the best guest. Her name is Megan Simrel, and she is a former corporate techie turned entrepreneur. As a business owner, mom, and wife, she knows exactly how hard it is to juggle hashtag all the things while still maintaining your own sense of self and purpose. When her daughter was born in 2010, life as she knew it completely changed. And after struggling to manage her work, motherhood, family, etc., I know you guys know what I'm talking about, Megan set about a new way to manage her time and organize her calendar. She took her 20-year career in systems and processes and applied it to one of her favorite things, time management. Okay, hairstylist, I know that you guys don't know much about time management because I know that I'm still working on it myself. So, Megan, as a time management and productivity coach for women seeking work and life harmony, Megan teaches specific strategies to help women get on top of their time, calendar, and goals while getting rid of stress, overwhelm, and exhaustion. You guys, we all need her in our life. Her proprietary planning approach is the only feminine planning system that works from the bottom up. It acknowledges that women have a lot on their plates and gives pragmatic real world strategies to help women manage hashtag all the things salon owners we need megan her courses and planner teach exactly how to plan your weeks and days to maximize productivity and efficiency while still allowing for flexibility and downtime she is the creator of the top program 
and top planner, a program and planner that teaches her proprietary system and processes regarding time management, organization, and productivity productivity for female entrepreneurs. Welcome, Megan, to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, hairstylists, salon owners, sweet owners, we all need you in our life because we just wear so many hats. And when I opened up my salon suite back in 2016, I was like, holy, holy smokes, I how am I going to figure this all out? And so it sounds like you had quite the journey to figure out things yourself. Can you kind of talk about like how this how this realization and like ownership took place with organization and and priorities? Yeah, I, I certainly did not set out in my life to say, you know what, I'm going to be a, a coach and talk about time management. I think sometimes uh, our journeys in life take us to destinations we certainly never saw coming. So I I will very admittedly say I am a, a type A person. I am naturally inclined to routine and organization, but we're going to talk about that more today because you don't have to be to be successful at that. But I always like to be very honest there. Uh, I was a math major in college and right out of school, um, got got a job in the software space and ended up growing my career there in over 20 years uh, and found myself in a position where the last really core of my career was spent going into large scale software companies and helping them implement better systems and processes to actually build their software better, faster, cheaper. So I've always been kind of that streamlining junkie. I'm always looking for more efficient ways of doing things. Over the course of my career, I had the luxury of attending and participating in a number of different courses around productivity and planning and organization. And you know, I'm in my late 40s, so I was around with all the Franklin Covey planning systems, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I will say I felt very proud of my ability to juggle a lot of things. And then I became a mom. <laughs> Um, and I can like I can vividly remember before you know getting married and having kids, and I'm I'm an aunt, so I've been around my my sister's kids quite a bit. But I would always look at you know you, you'd be out and about, and you'd see a mom that was just looking frazzled somewhere, and things looked unruly. And I can remember stupidly thinking to myself, oh well, if I ever have kids, like I'm gonna you know I, I'm if things are gonna be different in my world. Yes, please feel free to laugh at me now because I am that same mom in, in the target line looking frazzled. Uh, so when my daughter was born, I was still working uh, full time in my IT career, but was also working on building a side business. Actually, the first business I kind of ventured into was a network marketing business. And I felt like nothing worked. Um, I was still getting a lot of stuff done but it was exhausting. I felt like every day was just this race to try and get the things checked off, try and get it done. And dear God, is it time to go to bed yet? And it was that just collapsing into bed and then the alarm would go off in the morning. And it was just almost that sense of dread of, okay, here we go again. And I started to feel guilty. Cause I'm like, I finally, I got married later. I started a family later. And I just remember thinking, I finally have these things I thought I wanted, like all these things that I dreamed about. And 
I'm kind of miserable and I'm not enjoying any of it. And the real aha moment for me one day, my daughter was about three and I had taken her to the park after work. Um, I was pushing her in the swing and the mom standing next to me started chatting with me and she asked, what do you do for fun? And Jennifer, I couldn't come up with one response, like literally nothing. And I don't remember what I said to her, but I do remember going home that night and just breaking down and weeping and thinking, I don't even, I, I don't do anything for fun. Everything I do is a to-do list and work and it's, you know, work, motherhood, collapse into bed. And that's when I knew this was not how I wanted to spend <laughs> the rest of my life. And there had to be a better way of figuring out how to juggle all the roles and responsibilities in a way where I could actually have some joy and fun back in my life again. And that was really what catapulted me on this journey of saying, I need to figure out a different way of managing my time because everything I've been taught up to that point in my career, it's a very, I, I just use a phrase, it's just a very masculine way of managing your time. It's assuming that hey, you're going to walk into work and have eight hours to focus on this one thing. Well, that's not my reality. And pretty much any other woman I know, it's not their reality either. While we're, you know, I can see you're in the salon, you're doing a haircut, you're thinking about your kid at home, then you're at home and you're thinking about something you want to change in the salon. And then you're on a date night, but then you're thinking about your kids. And it's just, there's so much in our brains and in our heads we don't have that luxury of saying, I'm just going to step foot into this office and for eight or nine hours, I don't have to think or worry about anything else. And so all of the productivity and time management training and, and approaches I've been taught kind of started from that place. And so that's when I said, this isn't working for me. And I know it's not working for all the other women I'm talking to. So that was really kind of the very long-winded story of what started me on this journey I've now been on for seven years to really put time management upside down and say, we need to address the realities of women juggle a lot of stuff. And so how we set foot about planning and organizing has to look different. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that story really resonates with so many people, whether you have um, kids in your life or you're taking care of elderly uh, family or, you know, for me, I don't have kids, but my salon, I guess you could Absolutely. say, is my child. You know, it's just constantly on my mind. And, you know, I think a lot of other uh, suite owners and salon owners can relate to that, where it's just like this never ending thought process of, Oh, I got to do all these things and how am I going to get it all done? Um, yeah. And women wow. too, we also, you know, we just take on a lot of emotional roles that typically our male counterparts don't like, you know, to your point, uh, we're the caregivers, we're the ones, we're the emotional support for our friends, for family. Um, there's just, there's a lot more going on between our ears up there, just stuff that we are trying to process uh, that it, it gets very muddied quickly and it gets overwhelming. Mm, I was just talking to one of my uh, coworkers yesterday about that, how like sometimes even just working with our clients, we're just so emotionally invested, whether it's we're invested in like, what's happening in their life or if a client is upset about our artwork that we've done, it's just like, it's just like a stab through the chest in addition to all the other things that we're trying to do to please others and just make things happen and, and uh, progress in our careers. Sometimes it just can be very disappointing. Well, I always feel like just, you know, I know the hairstylists I've had, the ones I've adored, 
I always feel like they're multiple people to me. They're my therapist. They're my stylist. They're also advisors because they give me, you know, suggestions and tips. I rely on them to be up on latest trends, latest products. So I can't, I can only imagine the amount of things going through your head as a salon owner on top of being a stylist as well. Well, I thank you for appreciating that and noticing that. <laughs> I look forward to my haircut just so I can go in and chat. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So Megan, what would you say to somebody who's, um, you know, what is like the biggest challenge that you feel like people are trying to overcome? So I think a huge problem in today's world, which is what has led to so many of us being overwhelmed. Um, and it's funny for me to say this because I, I am a techie, but I do believe technology with all of the amazing, wonderful things that has brought into our lives when it comes to managing our time and being organized, um, it's actually played a massive role in creating significant overwhelm. Um, there is a reason why paper planners and paper calendars are still alive and very well <laughs> because they serve an, an incredible purpose. So to kind of zero in on what I'm talking about, I see so many people, there's this desire to be paperless, right? And everything electronic. And we've got this little basically computer that fits in the palm of our hand that goes everywhere. And I love it. It allows me to run my business. It allows me to do a ton of things. But if I'm out uh, and I suddenly get a phone call or a message from someone, and maybe it's a Monday, and they say, hey, Megan, are you free uh, Thursday from 12 to 1 for you know maybe a meeting, a phone call, a coffee appointment, whatever? If I were to, from my phone, go to the calendar and pull up Thursday, because that's really all I can see on that tiny screen with any level of detail, I can scroll through and see, oh, look, I'm free from 12 to 1. So I instinctively, because we're women, what word do we always just say? We say yes. <laughs> so I go, sure. Mm -hmm. yep. And I say yes. And so I book that slot from 12 to 1. Now, if I had been sitting or had access to either a big computer or my paper planner where I can see my whole week at a view, I might have noticed that from 12 to 1 on that Thursday was literally like the only hour I had to catch my breath. And now I just, now I just mm. booked it and now that's gone. And everybody mm. has this reliance of, you know, when I ask people, what's your calendar? What do you view as kind of your command center? They're like, oh, my phone. Oh, my, you know, my Gmail calendar on my phone. You can't get a real comprehensive view of how busy you really are, how scheduled you really are from that view on your phone. Yet we're relying on that to decide what we say yes and no to. And it is eye-opening for people when I get them off of the phone for managing their time. Now, I still have it all in my phone. So if I need to reference it, it's there. But I never say yes to anything until I've had the opportunity to look at my week or month in its entirety to make sure I'm not overcommitting. And I really think that this you know, instant gratification, reliance on our phone to organize everything is what is leading to a tremendous amount of overcommitting, um, which is just leading to overwhelm because we're constantly saying yes to things and we're, we're getting ourselves overbooked really, really quickly. Oh, and I, I'm sure most hairstylists could agree with you because 
I'm guilty of working from 12 to 8, but yet Mary's like, well, I can come in at 10.30 a.m. I'm so guilty of saying, oh, okay, Mary, I'll come in at 10.30. So now I just stretched out my work hour, and that means that I can't go to the gym or I can't have time to. to Yeah, or you've got, you know, back-to-back clients for, for four hours. I remember a previous hairstylist of mine that I would go to before she moved, I'd come in there and she'd be like, can you just give me five minutes so I can go get a bite to eat? And I'd be thinking, you've got to plan that in, you know, but it's that yes, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden you're booked straight for eight hours. When do you, I mean, when do you just get 15 minutes to sit, get a fresh cup of coffee, whatever you might need, relax, not listen to someone else's problems. <laughs> um, but if you're not looking at the comprehensive, if you're just looking at that tiny little screen for the day, you think, oh, what's one more hour? It's no big deal. I'll just go ahead and say yes. And yet you keep doing it over and over again. And before you know it, your entire day is booked day after day from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. Mm. Yeah. And that right there sounds very overwhelming to me. And as hairdressers, we are very familiar with getting a bathroom break, a coffee break, if you're a smoker, a smoke break, and you just shoved food in your face yeah. all within five minutes. <laughs> so yes, that's our, yeah. that's our uh, break that, that we take during the day. So, okay. So we really know what th- this challenge is. Don't overcommit because then that can lead to overwhelm. You know, a lot of us creative hairstylists, we're not naturally organized. I always tell my my husband, this is like organized chaos. I know what's going on. So, so like, where do we start? That's a great question. And one of the things I always like to work with, and that's why, again, I was very honest with you up front. I am a type A person. Um, I thrive on organization, but to a fault, where then being flexible is something I've really had to learn. So for, for those of you listening that are are more, you know, not, you don't resonate well with the type A, you're feeling more of the organized chaos or wing it, do understand the grass is not always greener on the other side. Um, But the good news is both sides are actual skills that can be taught and learned, but in a way that still lets you be you. Because I think one of the, I, I would hate to see a world full of people who are super structured, rigid, and organized, because then where would we get all that beautiful diversity of thought and creativity? So I've learned a ton around, you know, being more flexible, being more willing to go with the flow over the years. And for those of you that are craving a little more structure and organization, it can be learned as well. And this is where I will tell you, paper can be your friend if it's done right. So one of the first things that I always have people do if when I when I meet them, if they're coming at me like there's just so much, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't even know where to start. The very first thing that you can do is sit down for just, it, it rarely takes more than five to 10 minutes. Um, get pencil and paper or pen. I always say pencil because I was a math major. I still do everything with a pencil. Um, but take pen to paper and just start writing down absolutely everything that is churning in your brain of all the things. Cause you know, you've got a ton of them in there going, Oh, I got to remember this. Oh, I can't forget you that. Oh, what about that? Oh, don't forget that thing you just thought of. And in no particular order, get it out of your brain and get it out on paper. And I just, and this process is just called doing a brain dump and your, your brain dump could include things from, I've got to go put the clothes from the dryer, you know, from the washer into the dryer to I've got to pick up groceries to, I need to get a new logo 
uh, up and running and God, I've got to get that wall painted in the salon. It can, so mixture of everything. You don't need to even separate business and personal, particularly right now with the pandemic, it feels like everything is so commingled anyway. Um, and the reason why you want to start with that is it's actually kind of cool. There's a ton of brain science around this. One of the most taxing things that we can ask our brain to do is to organize and prioritize information inside of our head. The minute we get it out on paper and your brain can visually see it, the amount of energy that is required from your brain to start shuffling things around and prioritizing and organizing, it goes down dramatically. So I like to think of it as, you know, let's say you're and again, I'm old. I learned how to drive on a stick shift. I can still drive one today. Um, but if you're in a car and you know, you're still in first or second gear when you should be or third or fourth, and it's just revving and revving and revving, the minute you get it out of your brain and onto paper, all of a sudden, those rotations per minute just go way down and your brain goes, okay, I got this. And Every single person I know that has gone through this exercise for the first time, just by the sheer fact of getting all the information out of their head onto paper, they already feel less overwhelmed just by unpacking their head. Because there's a lot. It's like this hamster wheel constantly churning up in there. Um, the next step from that is, while that's a great process to just get you started, now it's like, now what? <laughs> Um, the first thing that I encourage everybody to get is to determine for yourself what is going to be what I like to call your command center, meaning what is going to be, and I'm talking about managing your time here. So what is the one place that you are going to say, I am not going to say yes to anything or no to anything until I go look at this command center and that command center needs to be something where you can see your entire week at a view. This is why I really discourage daily day planners. Now, I can understand in the salon, you likely have a daily scheduling system that's different. Um, I'm talking about the thing that's going to plan all of your time, both in and out of work. And the reason why, again, you want that, that weekly view is back to that first example I gave. If I'm only looking at Monday and I'm not looking at the rest of my week, I might think, wow, I've got a pretty light day and kind of go into coast mode. Whereas if I can look, and this is this was my week this week, Monday was a very light day, but man, Tuesday through Friday, it's, it's game on. And I could see that on Monday. So it gave me the opportunity to say, is there anything I can start working on ahead so that the rest of my week doesn't feel as stressful. And I recommend for this command center that if, if you're going to go electronic, it, you need to have a significant amount of time where you are sitting in front of a computer that has a big enough screen size where you can see your week at a view. So if you are someone that truly is you know, staring at a large computer screen for the vast majority of your day, you might find an electronic calendar does serve you. I am someone who is back and forth, up and down, you know, in and out all day long. I am not staring at a large computer. I used to, uh, but I don't anymore. And so that's why for me that paper planner is critical because I can bring it with me if I need to. Um, and I can see that week at a view 
whenever I need to as well. And so by deciding where that central command center is going to be, now this is going to be the one place where you are going to always have up-to-date information about your commitments and your schedule. So that way you can already start making smarter choices. I always say protect your yeses and get comfortable with saying no. And without a command center, it's gonna be very hard to do that. Mm. Oh, these are all such great information. And I even like, I love the idea of looking at your weekend of use because even as, you know, if you're working in your business and on your business, if you're working in your business behind the chair during the salon, you might find a day that you're super busy or maybe even slow. But when you're looking at it from a week view, you can say, you know what, I'm on target to uh, hit my financial goal working in the salon. But then outside of the salon, you still have all these other things to do. You know, when you said brain, brain dump, how do we know like... Okay, great question. So, the, and I've got a, um, a little worksheet too that any of you guys can go grab for free. We'll share it at the end that helps walk through this process. But the very first thing that you do is once you dump all that stuff out on paper, the first thing that you want to do is take a quick scan through the list and ask yourself, is there anything on this list that I can knock out in two minutes or less? Truly two minutes, like honor that. Don't do that. Oh, well, that will probably only be 10 or 15 minutes. Like really look at the two minute or less. Um, and sometimes it's crazy how many things that if we just sat down and did it, we could just knock it out in two minutes, but we either hate doing it. We, you know, we're not, we're not in the zone of it. And so we just let it pile up. So I will go through and I will identify, okay, what on this list is something I can truly knock out in about two minutes or less. I circle all of those. And then before anything else, I go do them right then and there in the moment. Now, I rarely have more than maybe six or seven things that truly are two minutes or less. So I'm talking about you're going to spend maybe 15 or 20 minutes just getting those quick things done. It could be like I had some silly stuff for, for a bunch of forms I had to deal with both for business and for my daughter's school. Each one was only going to take me like two minutes to scan it and email it. But how fun is that? Like, of course, I kept putting it off. I don't want to sit there and go to the printer and get the scanner thing set up and all that. But if I just did it, I could have it done in two minutes. So go ahead, execute all of those. And two things are going to happen. First of all, you're, you're going to start feeling more relaxed because you're like, oh, dang, look at that. I already just knocked a handful of stuff off my list. And then secondly, that momentum that's triggered for you starts to build your confidence in the ability to actually start getting some things done in a way that doesn't feel quite so burdensome. So the next step is to go back through that list. And now what you're looking for, is there anything on here that has to? And when I say have to, I mean, it truly has to, not you want to, but has to be done in the next 48 hours. We're just looking at the next two days when we're getting used to getting this process started. So you may, you know, for me, a lot of times if I've come back from a trip, the have to might be, I need to go to the grocery store. Legitimately, there's no food in our house. Um, it might be a business thing. Um, this, this, this is due at a certain time, um, so I've got to have that done. It might be forms that are due. It might be you know phone calls that were booked. Whatever it is, you're only looking at the next 48 hours, and you're identifying what on your list absolutely has to get done in that next 48-hour window. 
Now, by doing that, a couple things are happening. First, you are acknowledging to yourself subtly, whether you realize it or not, that everything on that list does not have equal importance. Because when we have it all churning in our head, let's face it, we feel like everything's urgent, right? Like everything's important. Well, everything can't be equally important. And until we go through the process of identifying that and acknowledging it, we feel that stress of having to get it all done, even though it doesn't all have to get done right there. So when you go through and look for those things that truly need to be done in the next 48 hours, the next step is to go to that command center, go to your calendar, and instead of just writing a task, you're going to physically look at when specifically you're going to get those few things done. Because it's very different to say, okay, you know what? This thing needs to be due tomorrow. I'm going to add it on my task list for tomorrow. That doesn't give you the, the true plan instead of saying, okay, I'm looking at my calendar tomorrow. I see I'm booked from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., yet I've got to get this task done that's going to take about an hour. Realistically, when am I going to get that done? So now you've got a decision to make. Are you going to get it done before 11 a.m.? Are you going to get it done after 6 p.m.? And you and only you can make that decision uh, based on what the task is and your own energy levels. I'm a morning person. So for me, I probably would say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make an appointment with myself. I'm going to write it on my calendar to say I'm going to do that from 8.30 to 9.30 in the morning. Or perhaps you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to do that from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. at night. And so for each one of those things that you've said has to get done in the next 48 hours, you're going to go look at your calendar and you're going to create an appointment and treat it just as if this was an appointment for a client coming into your salon, because an appointment gets honored differently than a task. And you're just going to work through those 48 hours. Then you'll come back to that list and say, OK, now let me think through the week. What on this list has to get done this next week versus what can wait for a little while? And you're going to go through the same process of scheduling the time for the things that you have decided is most important to get done this week. And when we just start with that simple approach, it allows us in the day, in the moment, not to fall back into that place of getting overwhelmed with all the stuff churning in our head, because instead we can say, no, I've got a plan. I know when those you know, three, four, five things I said were critically important, I know when they're gonna get done. So if it's Tuesday and I know I'm gonna get that thing done on Friday, I'm not gonna stress out about it on Tuesday because I've already acknowledged that I have the time for it on Friday. And this is the basic, uh, easiest way to get started with putting that in place. But it also gives you the flexibility of knowing, are you a morning person? Are you a night person? When do you work best? I'm not going to sit here and say you need to get up at 5 a.m. to start getting stuff done if that's not what works for you. And particularly <laughs> for all of the salon owners I know, they tend to have later nights, right? Because um, you're working a lot later than a lot of other industries. And so what we don't want to do is take away all that freedom and creativity that you thrive on. But we want to give you the ability to know how to put just enough structure in place so that you're not overwhelmed and you're in control of what's important and when you're going to get it done. 
Oh, this is so good, Megan. I, I literally, I'm taking a thousand notes <laughs> and I already have like this sense of like relief of, you know what? I got this. Yeah. I, can, I can get this all done. And, and I love the fact that you say make an appointment because one of the things that I'm trying to implement for myself is making an yeah. appointment to go to the gym. Because what I'll find myself doing is that, oh, I've got four hours open in the morning. I will shove as much stuff as possible in that four hours. Get ready quick. Go to the salon. Work with my team. Work on my clients. At the end of the day, I'm so exhausted because I jammed so much stuff in what I thought had to be done in that time frame and left zero time for myself. And that's really what creates that overwhelm and, and not exactly. And it was always interesting is in your life, there's always going to be the stuff on our list that is a have to that we just don't like. I mean, that's life. There's things that we don't enjoy. Uh, for me this week, uh, I'm doing a big presentation tomorrow. I love that, but I had to finish up some PowerPoint slides. I hate that. Like that's not fun for me. But when I was going through my weekly planning process and looking at, um, okay, what is the have tos this week? That was a have to. I've got to get those slides ready to go. And when I looked at my week comprehensively, I recognized, holy cow, Monday morning is kind of my one window where I can have quiet time to really get that done. Now, if I had not done that, what would have happened was Monday would have come and gone. I would have gotten a lot of things done, but they wouldn't have been the right things. Tuesday would have come and gone. And again, I probably would have checked mm. off another, you know, 10 things, but those slides still wouldn't have gotten done. And what would have happened is I would have gone to bed Wednesday night in a panic mode and gotten up at 5 a.m. on Thursday. And then my slides would not be at a point that I'd be really proud of them. And so this is why there is that balance of, yes, you want to leave space, but you also need to recognize that certain things do require that discipline of structure and recognition of this is really the best time for me to get this done. That is a win for everybody. And of course, when I sat down to do the slides on Monday, it took me half the time that I thought it would because I just I hate doing it. So we always think the things that we hate doing are going to take so much longer <laughs> than they do. Um, but what uh, what that allowed for <laughs> also was, you know, now my stress levels are down because the slides are done for what I need tomorrow. And then also I had an unexpected thing pop up just this morning when I woke up that is going to take away a big chunk of time from me tomorrow morning. If I had let those slides go to the last minute, I'd be in a real panic right now. Um, and this is something, and I, I lived that way for years. I was the constant, like last, everything was being done at the very last possible second before it needed to be done. But it's because I wasn't looking at my whole week comprehensively and prioritizing. I mean, my calendar includes my morning routine time for myself. It includes time when I'm in 100% family mode where I'm not working. It includes appointments for the tasks that are most important to me. It's got everything on there. So that way I am prioritizing the time I need for me. Uh, equally with the time that I need for business, because let's face it, the first thing to go is time for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, 
This is so good. And I, everything that you're saying, I'm like, yep, that's me. I waited to the last minute, even the other day I woke up at 3 AM and I'm like, Oh, good Lord. I need to create a poster for the wall. (laughs) So I think that this is going to be so helpful for so many salon owners, suite owners, hairstylists, anybody just that feels that overwhelm and that maybe that a little bit of chaos in life and not feeling uh, organized. I think that. Well, and I think the big thing with that, when you're writing it all down and saying, okay, what can I get done this week? It releases us from that feeling of it all has to get done. I mean, because people say, you know, they'll, they may take a peek at my planner and see that everything that I've written down is checked off. They're like, God, you get everything done. I'm like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, I don't. Those were the things I knew I'd have time for that I said were most important this week. Now, let me go show you my backlog, which has over a hundred things on it of things that are always in my brain that I'm wanting to do. But those were not the most important this week. And so learning how to get the systems in place to store that information of, oh, here are all the things I want to do. Here are the things I'm excited about. But then learning how to pull out the ones for the week that you say, this is what's important to me this week, and I'm going to let the rest go. Again, that gives you just enough structure to reduce some of that stress, but it also gives you the freedom of you get to decide what's most important. Mm, So good. Megan, um, how can our listeners find more information about you? And, um, and then in addition, um, what, what should we implement today? What is something that we can take from this? Okay, great question. So first of all, what I would suggest doing, if you feel like you're just overwhelmed, um, go to theworklifeharmony.com and there you'll be able to download my Ditch the Overwhelm Cheat Sheet. That's going to walk you through in more detail the exact process we just went through. So that's a great place to get started. um, And it's a way that that you can connect with me as well. You'll see my website. Um, The... The two things I would tell you to do today are to go through the brain dump and truly have the conversation with yourself of what needs to be my command center when it comes to my time. What is the one place that I'm going to say is going to capture all of that information of what I need to be doing and what days it needs to be done? Is it paper? Is it electronic? And if it's paper and you don't have a weekly planner, I would encourage you to to grab one. Obviously, I'll shamelessly promote my own. I developed my own weekly planner that I love. You can see it on my website. It's called the Top Planner. But again, there's a million great ones out there at Staples, at Target. I just would encourage you to get one that gives you that week at a view and is not just a one page per day calendar. And from that, start getting in the habit of every appointment that you have goes in there. Now, if you have a separate appointment book for your clients, I completely get that. But then in your weekly planner, you might have a big line that says from 12 to eight clients, or I'm at the salon, so that you still have one place that is showing you both personal and work, everything that's going on. Mm, that's so good. I'm going to make sure to put all of the the links in the show notes. And, you know, also I do. Yeah. So I've got a podcast out there podcast. called Work Life Harmony. Um, and it really is solely around um, time management, 
organization and productivity for women. So I, I tend to keep my shows pretty short. And if you're like me and you listen to them at 1.5 or two times speed, <laughs> um, you can get through them quickly each week. I usually uh, release on Tuesdays, so you can come check that out. And then I also hold a free boot camp. Uh, every couple of months. I actually, the time we're recording this, I have one going on next week, um, but it's called the Top Bootcamp. Again, time management, organization, and productivity. Uh, you can always just go to megansumrall.com forward slash top bootcamp. And if there's one coming up, you can sign up for it there. If not, it'll give you the option to just get on the wait list for the next one. And they're totally free. They're five days, 30 minutes a day. And yes, everything's recorded. So you can catch it uh, at times that are useful and, and work for you. Oh, so good. And you know what, Megan, this is going to go perfect with the 2021 quarterly yes. uh, planning guide that I created. And I believe that Picking up the top weekly planner and, and implementing that along with creating those goals, I think is just going to develop such a win-win situation for I agree um, all of because our, Yeah, uh, I have a separate planner that, that is my strategic goal setting planner, 100%. So I think those two together would be fantastic. Perfect. So I'm going to make sure in the show notes to include all of these links that you guys can follow Megan, make sure to show her some love and thank her for sharing all of her amazing information of how we can get started on this life path to organization, priorities, and just making sure that we create that work-life harmony. So thank you so thank much, you. Megan, for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey. Mm -hmm.